Good morning. My name is Matt Gaff. I'm going to be doing the sermon today. Uh, I kind of dressed up like this because we're going to go on a, a little bit of a trip. You can go ahead and hit to the first slide so we can see. So we're going to prepare to fly. So what could go wrong? So how many people have flown before? I know I have. Everybody's flown at least once, right? Um, if you go to the next slide. So some of us have flown on, say, a commercial flight, which is pretty nice. We don't have to worry about anything. The only thing we have to worry about is, like, what did we pack? Did we pack everything for, the, for our trip? Some of us got to fly in one of the other ones that's a little bit bigger, uh, not as comfortable. Uh, I did not have a stewardess, nor peanuts, or any type of refreshments. And I didn't get to pack what I wanted to. I was told by Uncle Sam what to pack. Either way, though, the, the same thing applies to each one. There are checks and balances for both commercial flights and for military flights uh, when they go off. Next slide. However, we hope that no one flew with this particular airline. Don't eat the fish. Just saying. Um, if you've watched the movie, everything's gone wrong in that, in that particular airplane. And why did that? Well, we're going to kind of talk about that and how little things can kind of add up. So the next slide. So a Boeing 787, this is just the antennas. And that's what a crew chief has to look through. They have to check those daily. They have to do a bunch of checks. If you go to the next slide. That is the normal operating checklist of just a smaller 747. And that's what they all have to look at. My point is that there's checks and balances. And unfortunately, in the aviation world, they find out that sometimes people skirt those. Surprise, surprise. They'll look at a hose and be like, well, that doesn't need to be changed. It says so, but I'm not going to do it because it's still good. It's not leaking. That tire pressure is only off by a pound or two. We're fine. It's within regulation, even though it says we should be you know, either adding or, or changing that tire. And all these little things that add up on this checklist that they don't do is what ends up causing the, the plane to go down. In fact, most of them, when they look at the plane crashes, it's a little things that add up. And they call that the normalization of deviance. So you guys see where we're going to go with this little message here. Um, so how does that pertain to us in our walk in life? Well, it, we have checks as well. When I wake up, I normally wake up and then I stretch because I'm getting old and my back is hurting. And then I decide to go pray and I have a check, checks that I do. I do these daily so that, that way I have a routine. Well, what happens when you don't do that? Well, let's say it's a late night. Like, say you're watching a baseball game. You get home at 11.30, 12.30 at night. Just saying. <laughs> and uh, so you wake up the next morning, and it's later than what you normally wake up. And you just kind of skip things, right? You're like, well, I need to work. I need to go help Riker, or I got to go help Liam, or I got to go do this, and I got to do that. So I'm going to skip the prayer part because I'll get back to it. You know, it's not that important. It's, it's something I can, I'll just do later. I'll do it during lunch or something like that. And so we start skipping things. And then it just becomes a habit when we don't do it. And so what, uh, what we want to look at is uh, some scripture here 
uh, that's going to, to kind of play into factor here. So the next slide, please. So I just pulled a bunch of, of uh, scripture to, together that kind of mentions this type of tasks and also what we can kind of look at. So like in Psalms, uh, but delight in his law of the, of the Lord and his law and meditate day and night. So we should be praying, you know, day and night. Um, you can read that. I'm not going to read the slides for you. So you could kind of see all of that. The one that I prefer is 2 Timothy, the all scriptures inspired by God, beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness. So what we're trying to see here is our daily routines need to be grounded in the word and guided in the Holy Spirit. We need to maintain these checklists and make sure that we pass those along to our kids and to our family and to, to others. In fact, we're called to do that throughout the whole world. Now, they have a term that they kind of stole from aviation, which is the normalization of deviance. In fact, the, a social psychologist said that basically what that is, is when we fail to correct what was once wrong. And we're seeing that today in the world today quite easily. We see it when we don't correct kids when they say that they want to be one thing when they're not. Um, you know, they can change their mind quite quickly. Liam has a tendency to want, you know, hot dogs, and then five seconds later he wants, you know, a hamburger, and then he wants this, and then he wants that. Kids don't know what they want. They don't know until we teach them. And when we don't correct that, that's when it becomes normalized. And that's what we're seeing a lot of that. And in fact, if you look at the movie uh, The Sound of Freedom, which we're going to show on August 20th, it's a perfect example of what normalization looks like when they don't necessarily go right at the subject. So the subject of that movie is sex trafficking. All right? That's, a, that's pretty, a pretty common thing that I think everyone can agree on is wrong, right? Sexualization of kids is wrong. Everyone should understand that. So why do we see people in the media or other things all of a sudden saying that that movie is not good? They're not going straight at the message. What they're trying to do is normalize the conversation that it's a movie, so we don't have to necessarily look at it as a message. Let's look at it as a movie only. And that's kind of what the, the whole director was, his point was it's meant to be a message. It's not a movie necessarily just as a movie. It's a message that people need to see because, you know, it's something that we all should see and try to stop. And if you go to the next slide, please. All right. And so um, Jesus, in fact, when he, when he talks about the children, he says, whoever causes one of the little ones who believe in me to sin is better for him if a heavy millstone is hung around his neck and is thrown into the sea. So that's, uh, that's quite a bit of, of uh, problem there for the, for the people that are going up against the movie. Because quite frankly, the movie is going up against that particular trafficking and all of that. But yet we, don't, we need to be, as Christians, standing up for stuff like that. Which we are seeing now. We're seeing the movie doing extremely well. We're also seeing where uh, people have decided not to necessarily support things that give out a message that we don't agree with. 
um, we should be able to protect our children from different things and help them, guide them, so that they don't go off deviation. They should have a checklist too when they wake up. They need to be doing certain things. They need to be, you know, praying, brushing their teeth, getting ready for uh, school, um, and doing all that. And then once they get home, the same thing. You need to have a set routine in which you can live by so that, that way you don't find yourself going down a dark path that you don't expect because all of a sudden you've stopped doing certain things because you felt comfortable. So the apostles say that, uh, say a, a lot of things about this particular thing, about uh, pride and, and the present day and then every, uh, some of the other stuff. So we have, but, as to it, but, but he gives a greater grace, therefore, if God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. For through the graces given to me, I say to everyone among you, do not think more highly of yourself than, than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. All right, next slide. Okay. So, when we allow more and more sin to be normalized and celebrated, we're not fulfilling our duty our, that God handed down to us. In fact, we're told in Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make man in our, in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth. We're meant to guide and we're meant to rule over the world to set what is correct. And we've been given that set of moral compasses, uh, which is the Bible, which is why we need to read, which is why we need to have all of those tasks that we've set ahead. We do Bible studies and we do prayer so that that way we can reflect on what God is saying through the Holy Spirit and his word. And let's see. we also know that the, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world, the forces of his darkness, against the stripster, uh, spiritual forces, wickedness in the heavenly places. And then we're told in the Romans that we do not want to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we don't want to be out there and allowing ourselves to be accepting these slight deviations from what we know as moral correctness. So we know that uh, a marriage is a man and a woman. We're told in the Bible. So once again, why do we need to deviate from what we have already know is, is correct? We know that uh, there is only two, man and woman. So once again, we don't need to necessarily accept the deviations. Once you do that, that's when you can start having other things come into your, into your thought process that can slowly change some of your views when it's really just a matter of staying focused with the word and staying focused with what God has instructed us to do. So we're also encouraged to, uh, to encourage other Christians to help them uh, build up 
Um, in fact, in First uh, Thessalonians, we're told, therefore, encourage one another, build one another up, just as you also are doing. So when we start to see these deviations within our brothers and sisters, we need to be able to, to talk to them calmly and collectively in a loving way, not as a condemning way, not as a... Um, not as with hate or, or uh, anger, but in a loving way, and just maybe they haven't noticed the deviation. You know, if you don't pray for a while, you don't notice that maybe you've just got a little bit of a bad mood, or, or you're just maybe not seeing the full picture of what God's trying to set up for you. And so when you when uh, have that brother or sister that comes up to you and kind of talks to you about that, it kind of helps you reset your your uh, view and your sight on God. So what can we do? So what are some of the tools that we can, that we can use to do this? Well, uh, next slide. <clears throat> I'm so glad that VBS talked about the armor of God. We talk about this a lot. These are the tools that we use to protect ourselves, also to guide us and to help us with our children, with raising them, and also going throughout the world. Um, I'm not going to necessarily read the entire Everyone is familiar with the armor of God. Um, I know there's a, uh, there's a few people that I kind of uh, read, and they've talked about how they used to, at one time, talk about, and actually when they would pray, they would pray and mention every single piece of the armor when they would pray every morning. And he said he, he did that for quite some time, and then it just kind of got, he thought, well, that's kind of getting really long. It's a really long prayer, and I've got other things. I'm a... I'm a missionary here in the Philippines, so I, I don't necessarily need to say all this. I need to start working. So he started cutting it back, and he didn't start saying this. And he just would do his open prayer, and then he would just, you know, go about his day. Well, he started to find out that he talks about how he just didn't feel right. You know, he would do that, and it would just be kind of eaten at him. And after a while, he wondered about it, and he had an incident with a villager that came and, and he was trying to talk him through that and he ended up talking about the armor of God and it helped the, the villager kind of realize what was going on and he just kind of realized that when he stopped doing that he kind of lost sight of what each of those armor meant and represented and so now he, he prays it regularly every day just because he sees what happens when you don't stick to a routine you just feel off and um, so as, as Christians, luckily and, and thankfully, we know our destination. So that when we're on this flight and we start to go down, it's not a permanent crash, correct? Because we have grace and we have forgiveness. So what we have to do then is just uh, pray to God and pray to, to Christ to make sure that we, we get that, our sins forgiven. And then we can fly right back up there. We know through the Bible and through the gospel, where we will end up. So no matter what the plane looks like right now, because if you listen to like Second Timothy, if you want to go to the next slide. So if you look at the at Second Timothy, Second Timothy, and it says, but realize this: that in the last days, difficult times will come, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant. Slanderous, you can read the rest. Basically, it sounds like, you know, today. But, we're, we're all on this airline. But we're in an airline that, that is piloted by Christ. And we know exactly where we're going to go. 
as long as we have our open hearts and open minds towards the message that we're strong in our faith and we're in our convictions and we know that he, he died and resurrected for our sins, then we're good. We understand that. And that's where Bible study helps. And we still need to let everybody else know on the other airlines. But unfortunately, that airline is going downhill quickly because they're not checking things. They're not looking at their uh, moral compasses and looking at radar and everything else to see where they're going. They're going by whatever they feel is right. And we didn't do that. We have what's right and we have what is correct in front of us in our Bibles. And that's where Bible studies come in handy and that's when you need to really instruct your kids and instruct yourselves and, and your families into reading the Bible daily. Not just in a devotion but just sitting down and reading it and looking at the words and, and memorizing them and understanding where they come from. Because that's the only way that we're going to be able to combat this deviance in the world when it comes to Ligonier, Indiana, or Albion, or Wolf Lake, or Kinderville. Because it's coming. We already see it in Indianapolis. And we see what other cities look like when all of a sudden deviances can come in there that we thought were safe. You know, rules and laws that we thought were, were, were solid and weren't going to get changed. And now all of a sudden we have these these issues coming up that were never issues and shouldn't be an issue because we have in the Bible what we need to be looking at. And I point once again to 2 Timothy. Avoid such people as these. So it's not that we can't help them. We can try to help as much as we can. We're to love them and we're to encourage them. But at the end of the day, we still need to remember that if, it, if they choose not to accept Christ and they choose to denounce Christ, it's not on our souls to necessarily work for them to try to get them to heaven. Okay? We can give them a message. We can lead the horse to water and we can bring it to a flowing uh, river. But if they don't drink, ultimately it's, it's on to them. As per, Timothy, as per Paul says in Timothy. We need to look around and make sure that, that ourselves, when we are doing our daily, daily checks and our daily workouts and our daily, our daily lives, that we don't fall into anything as well into the Second Timothy uh, verse here. Are we boastful? Are we arrogant? Do we slander? Are we uh, dis disobedient to our parents? ungrateful, unholy? Are we unloving? So we're not only looking at, at the society, but we also need to look inside too and make sure that we don't fall into this, into this uh, trap as well into 2 Timothy. Because we don't want to be someone that we need to avoid, avoid as well. So what, I'm, what I want us to remember, though, is that with our, with our checks and our balances and our daily lives, we need to make sure that we have some sort of input from that. So that's where we want to look at the Bible and go into, like, thebible.com, get into different verses and get into different Bible studies. That's great, along with reading the Bible. And that's when we want to make sure that we keep those, uh, our 
settings and, and keep them correct and keep using the, the things that we do daily to, uh, to do that. Now what I want to talk about a little bit at the end here, just because of, um, I had mentioned it earlier about the Sound of Freedom. So we are going to show the Sound of Freedom on August 20th. I want to make a couple announcements on that. So the movie is rated PG-13. So that means uh, if your kids are under, you know, 13, they're probably not going to want to sit and actually watch this particular movie, okay? But what we are going to do is in the Rock Solid Room, we are going to show another movie that will be rated G or, you know, something that's kid-friendly. And then we're also going to have the nursery as well. So we will have babysitting is available or, um, um, and some place for the kids to go. Now, as far as the, the movie itself, um, there is no actual scenes of anything that is, that is going to be disturbing. However, the way that they set that up, um, you will know what either is going to happen or what just happened just because of the way the story has been told and the way the actor or actresses have been able to portray that, um, which comes off quite quite well. It's a, it's a good movie that has a great message in it. Uh, by no means it is not a Mission Impossible. It is not a, uh, a Marvel, you know, $130 million, you know, CGI, it's got nonstop action type of stuff. It is not that type of a movie, okay? This is a movie that has the message that needs to be brought out there. And like I said, you can let anybody know that they can come. It's going to be a free will offering so if they can't afford, they can still come. At 6 p.m., we're going to have it right in here. Like I said, we will have kids' uh, stuff available. So that, that way, if you don't feel comfortable enough to have them in here, then they can go out there and, and watch something else. Um, hopefully, maybe we might throw, like, the better Space Jam with Michael Jordan rather than LeBron James. But who knows? <laughs> I, like, I like the GOAT myself. I thought he was much better in it, but anyway. Um, but that's what's coming up, um, and that's what we got to fight against with the narrative in the world today. You know, a lot of, a lot of media, um, in particular leaning sites, are trying to, to put it down, saying that it's not, uh, one particular anchor said that it wasn't even true. Uh, unfortunately, that same news anchor or news network actually aired the story when it broke in I want to say in 2021 or whatever. So um, that was kind of sad to see that they completely lied about that aspect of it. But um, whatever you heard about it, as far as it being a, a right-wing conservative, you know, thing, it is a movie about a story that needs to be put out there with a message about sex trafficking that unfortunately hits home a lot closer than what you think once you see the movie. Um, the United States is probably the biggest consumer of that particular um, industry. And this kind of shines a light onto that, which is not a good light. And we really need to work on that. But once again, we're talking about deviancy of, norm of uh, normalization. So, um, all right. Hopefully, Chris, I didn't move enough for you. Good. All right. I was told by my camera guy not to move much because he didn't want to have to get off his phone and so he could follow along. I don't know about that. So um, other than that, 
just make sure that when you, when you leave, just set up a routine. You know, we do that with our kids all the time. You know, our, our son just got into a new routine. He slept 12 hours, so hey, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's going to be great, hopefully. Um, the other one's doing, doing well with his routine. He's, he's already set, but Riker's doing well with his new routine, at least for today, so hopefully it works. But when you set a routine up, it, it sets up them for the future to make sure that they can stay true and straight in their walk with Christ and that that way, um, you know, we can't guarantee our kids' deliverance, but if we can set them on the correct path with the correct tools and understanding, then, you know, we've got a good way of, of guiding them to that. So, all right, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray, and then uh, we'll be dismissed. All right, uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you with an open heart, and just with a, with a sinful nature, we know that we are born from sin and our transgressions, but through you and through your gospel, through your son and his death and resurrection, we are born again. We are new creatures. We are not of this world, but unfortunately living in this world. And we know that we can't control everything, but we can definitely have some, some say into what can happen. We can be a voice for those that don't have a voice we can be the ones that can be the righteousness and be able to, to spread your word to those who have not heard. We just want to come to you with, with our hearts, with our hands and our feet. Allow us to do what, what you need us to do. Let us listen to you through your scripture and through your voice, through prayer, so that we're not listened and constrained from this world and, and try to go through a, a messed up moral system that is not right, but to actually listen to a, a, to a system that is founded in your word, that is true and has been found to be true from ages. We just come to you now and just, just offer up ourselves, our community, our church to do what we need to do for you and then as we walk away from here, just be with us in our walks, not just on Sunday or Wednesdays, but on Mondays and Tuesdays and, and those odd times where we just feel as though we may, may not have the time for you. Let us just pause and realize that we, we do have time because you allow us the time. You are the one who dictates everything. It is just through, through us that your work is done. So just use us when our daily daily walks, whether at work, or at school, to just help others understand and to guide them to you so that that way that we can, that we can just have that moral compass pointing back to you, to true north, and not what, what the world says is north. And allow us to, to stay in, in the airplane that, that is you and not let us accidentally get a different booking and go to that other that airline that's, that's destined to destruction. We come to you once again with just an open heart. And uh, we leave here, hopefully, with, with a new sense of, of urgency and, and uh, guidance and, and hopefully a, a different look at, at what we can do in our lives to improve this community and to, to improve your word and to show 
works through, through us and, and how much we've changed and how much of a new creation we are. In Christ's name I pray, amen.